You are listening to Damascus Crossroads. From Central Kentucky, welcome to Damascus Crossroads, a podcast for those who are seeking healing from addiction. Your host, Tim Altman, will be having real conversations about how the power of Jesus Christ can break the chains of addiction and deliver anyone from this bondage. If you are at the crossroads of your life between continuing a life of affliction from addiction or living a life of freedom, you've come to the right place. May today's message be your Damascus moment and open your eyes to renewal. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Tim Altman, with the Damascus Crossroads podcast. Um, We'll start out with saying a quick prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you for all the blessings that that you give us, Lord. Um, Help us break the chains of addiction and stay clean, Lord. I trust in you. You, you, In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Um, Yesterday, we uh, or last night, we went and seen the uh, fourth season the first three episodes of the chosen at the movie theaters i liked it it was done real good that the start had a um kind of some bonus footage of uh you know how it was filmed and it was kind of neat took you inside the studios um that was pretty neat uh, the first uh, the first start of the um half of the movie or the episodes the first episode of the or the first season of the fourth episode was um about john the baptist where um he was he was beheaded by uh, uh, King Herod. You know, uh, the queen's daughter danced, and he said, um, "He said I'll give you anything that you want, up to half the kingdom." And she whispered in in his ear that he, that she wanted John the Baptist's head on a silver platter. So um, John the Baptist wasn't really happy about doing it, but you know he had to keep his word. So. <clears throat> He um done what she asked. Um, that was vengeance. That that taught us right there what what vengeance is because John the Baptist had corrected her, um, the mother of the dancer, the daughter, about you know what she, what kind of act she did. It was a marrying. I think it was marrying her sister's husband or something. Uh, anyways, it was it was not according to Jewish biblical law. You know laws of marriage, and um, that's what vengeance does. I mean, um. That that woman could have asked for anything, up to half of the kingdom, and all she wanted was John's head on a platter, you know, and that's what it does, and um, you, you know, and then it goes into um, during this um these these three episodes, it goes into forgiveness, uh, in the series um Mark and Peter have um big differences. They at the start, um, I guess maybe I watched the first three episodes. You, you know how um Matthew he was a tax collector and he put Peter in all kinds of debt and uh. And in Matthew about turned Peter or Mar Peter in Simon Simon Peter in about got his his um you know whole family in trouble and got his you know everything took away, uh, but he didn't do it you know but still Peter holds holds a grudge against him, so all during the series he picks on him he calls him names um you know he makes fun of him just you know constantly you know uh, being mean to uh, Matthew. 
And um, so Matthew, you know, Peter is, Jesus said, is a rock that they're going to build the church upon. And of course, Matthew goes to Jesus and he says, um, you know, why are you making him the, the, the leader of our group? Which Jesus didn't even really say Peter was the leader of the group. He said, he's going to be the rock that I build this church upon. Um, and, um, you know, Jesus had to point out to Matthew that you're the one who, who sinned first, that you're the one who needs to ask Peter, for, Simon Peter, for forgiveness. Um, and so, you know, it was kind of interesting. You know, a lot of times, you know, I, I talk about, you know, forgiveness and stuff. And a lot of times, you know, we have to search ourselves. A lot of times we start the issues, you know, and then somebody, you know, develops something against us. And then we blame them for being mean to us or 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 taking vengeance on us when we should we should be the ones going to them and apologizing so you know matthew gets to thinking about it and he's like yeah you're right you know i'm the one who i'm the tax collector i I, you know i put him in debt and uh you know i about got everything took away about got his wife in trouble his whole family you know so matthew goes to him and apologizes and then peter didn't know how to take it at first so he, he comes back and gives him a big hug and it's just really nice and um you know and um see there's no biblical proof there that Matthew and Peter had a um, had any kind of issues uh, that we know of, um, but it's very possible. Uh, nobody liked a tax collector, especially fishermen. Um, they didn't. Um, and it, and and in it, the director uses it to teach us about forgiveness. Um, and then he it gives Jesus the opportunity to talk to Peter and use the the verse in the Bible where Jesus says. Peter says, um, you know, Peter's like, you know, he, he did me wrong seven times. You know, how can I forgive him? You know, and uh, Jesus said, uh, if a brother comes to you and asks for forgiveness, um, you're supposed to forgive him seven times, 70 times. That'd be 490 times, I guess. But Jesus said, unlimited. If your brother comes to you, you're supposed to, you know, that's more or less the, the number of perfection, Jesus said. So it's a number of unlimited forgivenesses. Um, but I thought it was kind of neat, you know. And that's where some people get, you know, kind of upset at the chosen because there's nothing in the Bible that says Matthew uh, and and, and um, Peter hadn't had any kind of disagreements, you know. And I'm like, you know what? There's nothing in the Bible that says they didn't. And, and and he, the director, uses this perfectly in order to tie in actual teachings of Jesus about forgiveness. And it meant a lot to me and the wife. We both looked at each other like, wow, it kind of made us rethink, you know, kind of me rethink myself on, on some issues. Now, I have never, ever had a, had a, had anybody come to me that, and, and ask for forgiveness that I haven't forgive, you know, the people I'm into it with, they're not going to ask for forgiveness, uh, period. Uh, not till they find Jesus and, and have that moment like like Matthew, because they're blind like Matthew was. He couldn't see his sin until Jesus pointed it out and said, look what you did. You know, you're the one who transgressed first against him. And 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 you want him to apologize to you first, you know. And um, But, yeah, the people, you know, uh, so, um, you know, and I try to apologize to, every, to everybody that I've, you know, I've tried to step forward first and apologize first. But it is what it is. Until um, people find Jesus, they're blind. And there's another one in this uh, episode that I love. This is one of my favorite favorite um verses in the bible um it's about jesus healing a blind man so at the toward the end of this um the three episodes you know toward the end of the year's show if you go um jesus discovers a um blind man at the temple of course everybody's gathering around jesus just walks up to him and says um you know do you do you want to be healed yeah so jesus spits in the dirt and rubs it on his eyes and of course it says in the um 
the Bible that he goes to the well. And of course, my wife was quick to point this out because they brought him a bucket of water. You know, that's how that's how people are made up on just little things, and they want to nitpick at, at things. And, and uh, you know, instead of going to the well, he reaches in the bucket, and you know, he wrenches his spit in the mud off his eyes, and he can see. And, and my wife, man, she's, <laughs> I love her to death, but she can pick out a flaw a mile away on something, um, you know. And um, so I was like, just chill. And, you know, it's, the Bible says that he, he goes and washes in the well, you know, but, you know, they bring a bucket of water in this, you know. And, again, it ain't like um, it ain't like in the uh, the last temptation of Christ where Jesus had to choose between his boyfriend Orlando and saving the and going to the cross and dying for our sins on the cross. Now, that was a terrible blasphemy. Now, that's the kind of stuff we do not tolerate in a movie. That is evil. That That is, I mean, this channel that it came out on, I won't I, I won't even prescribe to it. And everybody wants to know what channel it is. Look online, find out, and, and get rid of that channel. Um, it, it was evil. And I don't know if that movie, that series ever seen the light of day or not, but just for them making that evil, wicked series, I, I'll never put it in on my channels again. That's one ten ten dollars a month or twelve dollars, whatever that channel costs. So it won't be on mine. Um, but that's the kind of trash I'm talking about. Yeah. Nitpicking over whether the guy went to the well and drew the bucket himself, or or somebody brought him the bucket from the well. That's the kind of stuff that that's causing a lot of division in the chosen. But I love it, anyways. I'm back to that story. Um, that's what I'm saying. Quit nitpicking at everybody out there. Quit nitpicking at everything and and straining at a gnat and swallowing a camel. Man, this this series is reaching people out there. This this, like he said, this series is is. We go to the bear, we buy the movie theater. This is giving him the ability to go out and he brings it to other countries and lets them see it for free. This is all the Jesus that our people are going to get. And they're going to see Jesus for what he is. There's tears in people's eyes in these theaters, y'all. I mean, it's it touches them. There's a lot of people that have never seen about Jesus and these miracles he's doing and these things he's saying is just opening their eyes. Now, me and the wife, it doesn't affect us as much because we have, we have you know, I had read the Bible. I, first time I read Jesus's word, I cried. I mean, it, it was so touching. I had no idea who Jesus was. I I thought he was some kind of leftist liberal um, guru that, you know, um, something like somebody drove a Volkswagen van and, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> had a surfboard on top or something, flowers on the side. You know, that's what I thought Jesus was. I didn't know idea what he taught. And these people are seeing it for the, some of these people are seeing it for the first time, and tears are just rolling out of their eyes, man, and they're just crying in the movie theaters, um, you know. So, um, you know, we got to quit it. You know, Th- there's things we take a stand for. Just like the other day, I, I told you about the preacher that, you know, you know, brought to his attention that he, he, you know, he needs to, you know, act like a man of God. If you can't act like a man of God, step down from the pulpit. I'm telling any preacher out there right now, step down. You don't need to be up there. If 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 you like to if if your attitude about sin is well I'm a sinner I'm gonna sin, and then I'm gonna get up and preach the gospel and I'm not gonna try to improve myself and get down on my knees and cover myself with ashes and and fast and pray about this sin, and 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 be a good example for Jesus Christ. If you like to sin and live that kind of lifestyle, step down from the pulpit. And that's what I'm saying to people. There's stuff that we don't tolerate, but then at the same time we got to quit nitpicking. But anyways, back to this um, so the. Blind man, he, he's all of a sudden he sees, you know, and all of a sudden it's on the Sabbath. And it's, uh, then the scribes and Pharisees are sniffing this out, hearing about it. They're coming running, and them and Jesus get into it. You know, just like in the Bible, they get into it where they're accusing Jesus of being the son of the devil. 
and he casts out demons and using demons and he heals on the Sabbath. And Jesus, um, you know, Jesus said, I am the Sabbath. I am the way, you know, um, the Sabbath was made for man, not the other way around. You know, this is more like quit, quit nitpicking it. If anybody has a sheep and it falls in a ditch and it's a Sabbath day, um, you know, they're just getting into it big time, you know? So, uh, they just like one of them, one of those scribes just drags that, you know, blind man back into the temple or wherever the synagogue. So they start questioning him. And I love when they question this guy, they, um, who healed you? Jesus of Nazareth healed me. Were you blind? Yes, I was blind. Of course, all the scribes are like, yeah, we, we know we'd see him every day. He was blind. He, he sees now. So they're, um, they're, um, they're just going off. Then his parents, I guess, rush in. I guess they hear that he's been healed and they want to find him. They know he's in the temple and they get drilled. It was he blind. Yes, he was born blind. Ask him. He'll tell you. And, um, he said, um, they said, who healed you? Tell us again. And he said, well, if I tell you again, will you also believe? Well, they took that as smart Alec, you know, and they started ripping their clothes and, and, and hollering at him and hooping. And, um, then he said, I know not. They was like, is he a good man? Is he, how can a man do this? And he must be a devil. And he said, I don't know what he is, if he's good, evil, or the devil, basically more or less is what he said. And he said, but one thing I know for sure, as I was blind, now I can see. To me, man, that just brought tears to my, that, that, when he said that, that is the way I feel. That's the way I feel about salvation. I feel that as now I was blind, I can see it says what being born again. It's like Matthew's transformation of when Jesus spoke to him about forgiveness. It, Matthew was blinded to, to the fact that he had transgressed against Peter first and that he should be the one doing the apology. That's when you get born again. You start you start seeing everything from a different angle. It's um, my wife had an experience. Um, you know, we we kind of started dating and um I told her to to read the first three books of the Bible and I think of that life I think my wife's always been a been a sheep, you know. There's people out there when they read the Bible, it just breaks her breaks her heart, you know. And um, she read it and she started crying. She said, "I cried." She was out in California when she did. She said, "I cried." And um, so I tell everybody, read the Bible. You're gonna know real quick if if Jesus is knocking at that door. You know, you're gonna know really quick. And um, you know, and then ask him for you. And and she did that, and she started praying and um. She read the book of John and she said, I was driving to work or driving somewhere. She said, and it looks like rainbows everywhere. You know, I just seen it, just everything just changed colors in my life. And I, I thought that was so sweet. You know, then I, that was the first time I got born again. You know, and I backslid after that. But, you know, at least I, I, I helped a few people, you know, get born again. Um, you know, I told her to read the Bible and she always credited me with, with her, you know, my wife always credited me with leading her to, her to Christ. Um, but I didn't lead her any, I know it's Jesus. I just encourage her to read the Bible, the first three books, kind of like I do the three, first four books, you know, the three books. And then John, John's a whole nother, a whole nother book. Um, I call them three books in John because John's totally different from Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Um, in fact, in the chosen, Mark hasn't quite entered the scene yet. Um, so, uh, I don't think, I don't think he's quite entered the scene yet. I know it's starting to draw down here in the chosen, the Romans, Jesus is, you know, doing miracles. Um, he's done proclaim that he is the son of God. You know, he can't, he, Jesus cannot lie. He, you know, he's truthful. He, he doesn't want to go around. He tells people that he does a miracle not to proclaim his name, of course. But man, when you, when you, 
when you do the things he did and got the following that he got going, you put a you get the Romans bullseye on you. And the Romans are starting to come after him in this. Um, the general in charge of uh, the town is starting to come after Jesus. <laughs> it's kind of funny at the end. He he um, he wants one of his generals, this this Christ, this general that's been affected by Jesus Christ. Um, that's been you know Jesus Christ is changing his heart and. He's supposed to go out and run all the Jews out of the town and torment them and, and burn their tents down. And if they're inside, who cares? Burn them too. It don't matter. And, you know, he won't do his job. He just refuses to go do with this head of the city, this Praetorian, I think they called him, kind of like a German, uh, Roman governor. And um, so finally the Roman governor, he gets all mad and grabs his sword at the end and he goes out and starts running everybody out of town. It's kind of he just like loses his mind, you know, he's threatening to hang everybody. And, uh, oh man, it's a kind of a, I don't know. It's, it's good. It's good. I liked it. I enjoyed it. And, um, anybody can get out there and support it. Please do so. I mean, go to the movie theaters and, and support it. And I know there's a lot of people that are, um, oh, I don't know. kind of stuffy about the, um, those come things, little things in it that, I said that, you know, people get mad about, but to me, it's, um, it's going to be the only way somebody hears about Jesus Christ. And there's not a better movie out there that I've ever seen. And, um, it says in the ending days that the gospel should be preached throughout the world, um, that everybody's going to have a chance to know Jesus Christ. And this movie, you know, lets people know about Jesus Christ and throughout the movie, there's, it lets you know that, you know, you have to make that call in your life whether you want to walk with Jesus and serve him and follow his teachings or or if you're gonna you know keep going the way you're going um I mean it's awesome uh I mean it's good I, I really like it uh one of the actors um I think the one that played Philip he's no longer in it um he has really serious health problems you know say a prayer you know Lord Lord help that man he's he's got back problems really bad so he couldn't do any more filming um, but other than that, um, I really like it. I think it's, um, I think it's good. I recommend y'all go see it. Uh, there's a little bonus footage. There's a little surpriser at the end. Um, there's an intermission, uh, after the, um, second episode, they, they take a five minute intermission where you can get up, stretch around, use the bathroom, you know, whatever. Um, you know, so you definitely getting your money's worth and, um, it, it's your money's worth. Anyways, I always wanted to donate to that show. So I'm going to probably go back and see the other, um, the other episodes too, you know. As, as as I was saying, everybody wants to attack this show for it's it's small things that they get wrong, like you know, um, bringing the bucket to the blind man instead of Jesus told him to go to the well and 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 wash his eyes, um, or the scribes and Pharisees taking him to the synagogue when and you know Jesus told him to go and tell the tell the priest and scribes what happened. You know, there's things like that that upset everybody. But what upsets me is just blasphemous. Um, this right here was made by somebody who has no fear of God and, and to mock Jesus this way upsets me. It, it's called the first temptation of Christ. Uh, it run for two years that Jesus who just turned the, is hitting the big three Oh, which 30 years old, uh, brings a surprise guest to meet the family at Christmas. Um, a Christmas special so wrong. It must be from comedian Portelia du Fernandos. You know what? Port do is fondos. You, if you don't repent, you're gonna burn in the hottest pits of hell for what you did right here. Um, that's just a fact. I don't go around pointing fingers. I had a preacher. Oh, fact. Yeah, not too long ago, he 
you know, I told him about this and he said, you know, Tim, just, just calm down. You know, it, 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 you know, uh, Jesus is big enough to take care of himself. But now this same preacher, if you was to say something about his wife, sister, Leigh, hey, he would uh, even look crossways, if, uh, crossways at her. He, he would rip your head off, you know, or, or anybody in his family. But yet, you know, he, he, he doesn't have, he can't get up there and, and denounce this, this blasphemy right here. Um, that I don't understand. Um, to me, if somebody takes, take, talks about, about Jesus, I take it personally. I do. I'm sorry. You know, Jesus said to forgive uh, and let it go, you know, but I don't. I can't. Um, you know, they're talking bad about my best friend, you know, you know what Jesus done for us and um, what the sacrifice he made for us, um, the way he gives us forgiveness. So all we got to do is ask for all our sins. And then you got somebody like this making, making you know, blasphemy like this. Um, anyways, like, you know, like I said, in, in that first temptation of Christ, as they call it, he, he, he has to choose between his boyfriend, Orlando, and saving the earth. Blasphemy. Do they have no fear of God? It makes me dizzy. It makes my head spin. Um, but you know what? I got to go back to my old saying. They'll either have two choices, just like all of us have. They'll either bow that head and repent and tell the Lord they're sorry of their sins. And if you're listening out right here right now, Mr. Fernandos, and and the evil people on this um, uh, network that put this trash on, you either bow your head and repent to Jesus for what you did sincerely with godly remorse, and you shall have eternal life and the Lord shall forgive you, or you will continue on your path of promoting filth like this, the blasphemy, and you will end up in the lowest depths of hell, burning with gnashing and wailing of teeth. And that's a promise. That's what, that's your two, there is no third option. You're not going to come back as a uh, billy goat or or a um, or or cow or a squirrel, okay? You, you're going to have two choices, and I promise you this. I'm, I'm giving you 100% assurance. This, this is your two choices. Even these people that are very strict on biblical teachings tell us, um, we don't want you to go see the chosen, but you're not going to go to hell if you see the chosen. Why haven't you attacked this guy? Why have you remained silent on this blasphemy, on the first temptation of Christ, and then yet, the chosen, which has a few errors, you know, you want to attack it, they say. Um, we just don't agree with everything. Not everything's in the Bible that, that's in the chosen. Man, there ain't been a movie about Jesus out there that everything in that movie's been 100% according to the Bible, you know. Um, uh, the way we do things. But anyways, I'm just a big fan of the chosen. Um, I'm a big fan of Jesus, and I think they portray him in a 100% positive light. Um uh, there's there's nothing that I've seen anywhere, um, like I said a million times, there's nothing I've seen anywhere where they're they're making any kind of fun of my, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, my best friend. I would not endorse this if it made fun of my best friend, Jesus Christ, period. If it was any kind of hint that him and Mary were, you know, there's there's ones that came out where they hinted that him and Mary were, were lovers or, or blasphemy like that. There's nothing of that in here. I think it's just a cute show. They, um, it shows Philip and his um, betrothed um, fiance. Well, it's funny because back then, everywhere you went, you had to have a chaperone with you. And, and listen to this: I mean, you nowadays even you're allowed to go to you know on dates with us Christians. We go on dates by ourselves, you know, not being married and stuff. But back then, uh, uh-uh. you, you had to drag along uh, a um, an elder. And it was funny because every time they get close, you know, the elder would start coughing or sneezing or you know get their attention. You know, hey, don't get away from each other. That's kind of cute. Um, I just like it. I think it's great. Um, so uh, I think if you're a Jesus fan, you're going to like it.
and you know we got to quit attacking each other out there y'all um and you know maybe sometimes you know like with this issue i have with it with certain preachers and stuff um but their doctrine's just so far off um you know the progress you know the, the proper gospel when you're using god for a vending machine um is evil uh when you get up and do a sermon and, and you don't even read the bible you just blabber on about things uh you tell people that you 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 have prophecies and the lord's revealed stuff to you if the lord revealed let's say this uh, one one cat in frankfurt he calls himself an apostle uh derber or something his name is and he says god reveals things to him only thing i can say to this mr derber in frankfurt i watched a few of his sermons and they're not even sermons he gets up and blabbers about things that he does and and just so much pride and arrogance he's got and he says god reveals things to him and and why do we have a bible if you know that's the kind of people we need to be worried about, and um, you know, and I know there's some um, Mormons are involved in the set of the shows, and that gets a lot of people fo- fired up and worked up. I I guess yeah, some of the people on the chosen may may be Mormons. Um, you know, uh, does that make the whole show wrong? Uh, I'm sure a few people that um, wrote the Bible may have been may have committed sins. You know, I'm not sure. Did Peter sin? Um, did David sin? Mm, let me see. No, they were perfect. They never, just joking. Of course they sinned. Um, but it was inspired by the Lord. And then I, I believe this, 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 this chosen is inspired by the Lord and, and he's got his hand on it. I just, something tells me he does. And, um, I think, you know, basically it's got seven, seven series, seven, seven, um, seven series. Um, and we're on our fourth and, and, I think they're going to go past Jesus's crucifixion to his um, resurrection. I think it, I think that's going to be maybe chapter six with his resurrection. Um, it's starting to wind down in the show. I mean, Jesus is getting to the point where the Romans and, and um, the scribes are really coming after him. They've done already declared a death sentence on Jesus, basically, if they catch him, if they can catch him preaching and saying that he is God and get enough witnesses, they're going to crucify him. Uh, they already discussed they don't want to stone him because that's a no-no. They want the Romans to do it and get the blood off their hands and put it on the Romans. So it, it's winding down, and it's only the fourth. We got we got two more uh, series after this. So I think um, number five is probably going to maybe get into the crucifixion toward the end of five. I'd say I could be wrong about this. I'd say I'd say series six is going to be at the resurrection, about him, then about you know Jesus ascending up into the heavens um and then number seven i think it's going to be the axe and and i think peter's going to take over the show and he's going to be the kind of the main character you know after jesus um is taken up into the clouds so i'm really looking forward to it i think it's awesome and you know what i i really think that um our time on this earth is um winding down um I think the Bible's, you know, it says no man knows the day or time and, and everybody's like well you don't here's the thing but jesus said when the you will know when the fig tree bears fruit. You know the seasons. We are in the final day seasons. That nobody can argue. And everything's run on a, a cycle. And it just feels like um, this is not all that generation. And talking about Israel being you know, brought back as a nation will be gone before I come again. So what Jesus is saying is, um, 1948, not all that generation will pass away before I come again. And there's not very, very many of them left. Um, you know, um, 1948, you know, then people are 80, you know, about 80 years old right now, you know, that, that when the Israel was in the nation a little bit under, you know, um, 
that's just for people that were born that day. I mean, talking babies, but for most people that went to Israel when that happened, they were already 20, 30 years old. They were from, and, and so that they're a hundred years old, they're 80, they're 90. Now that generation is about ready to all pass away. The people that can actually remember being, you know, going to Israel and Israel starting as a nation have to be in their nineties right now. Um, so we're definitely counting it down and this could, there's seven series to this. That seven series could just about the way they're getting laid out. It took six years. This is going on six years for four series. So another four years for the last three series, you know, series five, six, and seven, that would put us right there around 2027, 28, um, which I think the Antichrist will be coming on the scene around then. Um, so, but what I think is it doesn't really matter. Um, People say, well, I can go on another 100 years. I can guarantee you it's not going to go on another 100 years. Um, nobody can say the day or time. No, I can't say the day or time, but I can tell you what, I, we can tell when it's near. Uh, Jesus said that, and we are near, y'all. Um, like I said, my prepping right now is getting right with the Lord, um, you know, trying to trying to help just that one person out there find Jesus and get right with the Lord. Um, if if And this is... This is another thing, you know, I, I tell people, if you're a young Christian out there, you accepted Jesus, you're going through rehab, this is a perfect movie for, and you're having a hard time reading the Bible or, you know, um, you know, this is a great movie for you to go see. It gives you something to do where you just sit back with a, with your friends or your, your better half and just kind of relax, get some popcorn, you know, get your mind off of, you know, recovery and sit back and, and learn about Jesus. You know, I think it's going to, I hope it, that's, um, TV series or this this um, series will, will encourage people to read the Bible too and get into Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. That is so important that as young Christians, we read that and, and understand it. Um, it's pretty easy. Jesus makes it pretty easy to understand. Um, I think anybody out there that never read the Bible will be totally surprised if, if you give it a chance. Like I always said, spend that four to eight hours of your life and read them four books. I don't know if it takes you 12 hours. Um, takes you a couple hours each night. Just do it. I guarantee you, once you start reading it, um, you're gonna hammer it. I, when I when I read it, man, I hammered the whole thing, and like I just stayed up for like seven hours, just read it all the way, Matthew through John, just boom. It just was awesome, you know. Um, start out Matthew, you know, read Matthew. I loved it. Um, then Mark and uh, Mark. A lot of what was in Matthew was in Mark, but there was some new stuff in Mark. And then, um, of course, Luke, there was some stuff in Luke that was in Matthew and some in Mark. Some was in all three, some of the stories, some of the parables. And there was some new stuff in Luke. And I was like, wow, cool. And then I read John, and John just blew my mind. It was so, man, it was like the icing on the cake, man. It was so sweet. Um, man, that's when I broke down, and I, I knew that the Lord Jesus was my Savior. And in this, and one thing in The Chosen, too, is everybody wants to see signs and wonders and and. Jesus is just getting disgusted with them because, like Jesus, I didn't come here to do signs and wonders, and I came here to teach you guys how to live, and, and I wanted I want you all to know my commandments, to love one another, love your neighbors, you know, how to live your life, um, how to be born again, um, all this, and the people just, they're like kids, you know, give me candy, you know, give me, kind of like the prosperity gospel, give me new cars, give me boats, give me uh uh. Hulk Hogan body or, or Denzel Washington looks, you know, or whatever, you know, give me a new house, uh, money, you know, seed money, you know, blah, blah. They're just like the people that chasing around Jesus screaming, you know, God sent his only begotten son 
to die for us on the cross. That's all, all. We we don't even deserve that. We didn't even deserve that, y'all. Um, well, God wants me to be prosperous. He didn't never said that. He wants you to get right with Him and and for and repent of your sins is what He wants. When when God did all that, and then we we think we need new cars. We need our best life now. Uh, I'm not living my best life now. I'm living that when I get to heaven. Right now, whatever the Lord throws at me, I'm going to accept. But He still continues to bless me more than I've ever deserved. And um, uh. Yeah, there's nothing really about the prosperity gospel in this in this in this um, series. Jesus has to make some tough choices. Some people pass away in this series. Some people remained unhealed. Um, you know, and of course, you know, according that's not biblical according to the prosperity gospel because everybody's supposed to be healed and everybody's supposed to be rich. Um, but God, you know, it says in there, even the you know the guy that plays Jesus and this says it wasn't my father's will at this time. This person's healed. There's a big episode at the end of this one where. I'm sure this one person gets killed and they're like, you know, Jesus, heal him, heal him. And, and God, or Jesus has said, it's not God's will right now that I, that I do this, you know, it's not my father's will. And sometimes, you know, my daddy died young and sometimes it's just, you know, they go home to heaven. If you're up in heaven, would you want to come back to life? <laughs> I wouldn't. If if somebody calls me back to life, I'm up there in heaven and, and you call me back to this world. <laughs> I'm going to be mad at you, man. <laughs> you know, we, you know, after somebody passes away too, it's um there was something in there about this and Jesus is like, you know, um they went off to a better place. Their their worries are over. They're with Jesus now. Um we still got people out there that, that, that are on the edge of going to hell and some of them are on their way to hell and that's our job to preach the gospel to them and worry about them right now. Jesus has got our loved ones in, in his hands right now. They're they're up there with him. Our job is to keep our life right and um, keep on the straight and narrow and get there to see him again and bring as many people to Jesus as we, we can. Um, and, you know, this director, Dallas uh, Jenkins, uh, says this doesn't take the place of the Bible, and he tells us to read the Bible. Um, anybody preaching to you or, or anybody like me, don't believe me. Believe the Bible. You have to read the Bible. Um, or, or if you can't, if you're not very good at reading, you can get the Bible on your um, smartphone and um, it'll read you the King James Version. You have to, you, people will lead you astray. You know, that's why you have to continuously check the Bible. And that's what I'm doing. When I give you my, my view of the chosen, I'm not going into the life of Dallas, Dallas Jenkins, the director, or people that sponsored it and put money up. I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm strictly doing a review of what I think, what I see in the show. Now, even these, these preachers that are hard on this show and stuff they can't tell you a scene in there they don't like or, or, or they can't bring they just say they don't like it because there's things in there there's what i call filler and if you listen to them saying preachers when they preach a sermon they'll put filler in there they'll read a verse and all preachers do it even billy graham and, and then they'll they'll expound upon that that them verses they call it filler um, and the filler lines up with what Jesus believes and, and, and what he teaches, then that filler's correct. And that's what, if I see something in the chosen, I do not like that is, that is blasphemous, that is straight out blasphemous. Um, you know, uh, I will let you guys know, I, I will let you know, um, you know, it did show Jesus going into a bar where Mary Magdalene, which she may have been an alcoholic. I, I think she was a sinner before Jesus met her. And quite a uh, roughing. And um, Jesus goes into the bar and, you know, tells her not to drink anymore. Basically, he takes the cup away from her, and says you don't need this. Um, you know, that's the closest thing I've seen to any kind of uh, 
any kind of anything wrong that I don't agree with. Um, other than that, I just can't, I can't catch it, y'all. Um, and if it, if it encourages one person just to pick that Bible up, you know, I know people after they see the chosen, you know, people out there that are lost. I mean, we're talking about people out there are watching this. They're the same people out watching the Super Bowl and, and, and are watching uh, Travis Kelsey and uh, Taylor Swift and uh, her buddies with the up, down, upside crosses, uh, you know, devil worship signs. You know, we're talking about the same kind of people there that are going to watch this. If we can encourage them to turn to the Bible, make it entertaining enough, um, just make it something that they'll set through and watch, and then they'll turn to that Bible and they'll pick up that Bible and they'll read it. Then if it can, if it, if it saves one person and it takes, it saves their soul from hell, um, man, it's worth it, you know? And, um, you know, is it a hundred percent the greatest thing that ever could be made about Jesus Christ? No, probably not. Um, but man, it's out there. It's talking about Jesus says to spread the gospel, spread his word. Um, Paul and all the disciples had to come in agreement. Um, when they were all having differences, Paul met with all the disciples that had that known Jesus firsthand, the apostles. And, and they had to settle on doctrines that they would agree on, um, that Jesus had risen again. That's what we all got to agree on, doctrines we do not compromise on. They agreed on the Ten Commandments. They agreed on the fact that Jesus was crucified for our sins. They agreed on the resurrection, um, you know, and so on. There, there's doctors. I just, I just think we're straining a gnat and swallowing a camel on this one, guys. I, I think we're worried about who's putting money up for it, that they may be Catholic or, or Mormons or, or whatever, you know. And we're not, we're, we're not, you know, worried much about the show itself and what it's and what it may do to help somebody. Um, like I said, people in the Bible, King David, man, he. He, he he did a lot of wrong. Um, a lot of the old old prophets did a lot of wrong. Paul went around killing Jews and stuff before he became a Christian. Um, look at the disciples; they scattered when Jesus went to the cross and all disappeared. You know, none of us are perfect, you know. And I'm sure Dallas Jenkins has received money from from people that aren't 100 percent perfect. And I'm sure we, but you know, I'm not really going into that. I'm just talking about this show, and I think it's it's good show. Um, anyways. Say a prayer for me. God bless y'all. And um, I'll see y'all here in three or four days. Thank you for listening to Damascus Crossroads Podcast. If you like what you hear, follow us for more episodes. You can also visit our website by clicking the link in the description below. We'd like to thank Andrew Osinga for granting us permission to use his song, The One True Thing, on our podcast. If you haven't checked out his music, you're missing out on great praise and worship songs with uplifting messages. May God bless your day, your week, and keep you strong in your faith.